I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Folks, it's the uh, General Knowledge Podcast once again. We are Season 2, Episode 22, getting very close to the end of uh, Season 2. Season 3 starting up very soon. Uh, but today for the show, we've got uh, Andy. Andy Soames is joining me today. Andy, how you going, mate? I'm very good, thanks, General. Yeah, thanks. Um, I've just come back from some climbing, so I'm, I'm, I'm fired up, mate. I'm really fired up. Nice. I was out exercising before, too. That's why I <laughs> went for a nice, good, long walk with the dog. Um I'm, I'm glad we sorted out the time, and thanks for teeing up our guest for this one. We'll bring him in shortly. Uh, we've also got Ethan with us for the show. Ethan, how you going, bro? Good, mate. Good to be here. Happy Sunday to everyone. I'm excited to have a good chat here. Mate, how good is the weather in southeast Queensland? It's just a sensational day. Yeah, it's um, it's picking up a little bit, as opposed to it's been a bit windy, but... Yeah. I'm sure it's a bit colder down where our guest is, so we shouldn't uh, brag too much, General. Yeah, and I was going to say, if you, if you looked out the window here and you didn't know what was going on in the world, you'd just think everything was right with the world. It's a beautiful day, but as soon as you turn on uh, socials or the TV, you, you realise that everything has pretty much gone to shit, <laughs> which, is what yeah. we, which is what we're here to talk about today. And uh, of course, we've got our guest uh, with us. You've probably seen him on social media. We've shared his videos, and he's got a, he's built himself a really big following, which we'll, we'll get onto in a second. But uh, our guest for... Uh, for season two, episode twenty-two, Thanos Panaides, man, how you going, brother? Thanks for coming on the show for a chat. Hey guys, how you going? Awesome. Nice to uh, chat to you all. How are we? Yeah, man, we're good. We're good, excited mate. for a good chat today, mate. Um, uh, for those that um, I'm sure, like I'm Terry, all of our listeners surely would have heard of you or, or caught a glimpse of some of your uh, your videos. But mate, you've pretty much sort of hit the scene, and pretty much since this whole COVID drama. Um, has arisen like I'd never heard of you prior to that you were just your average everyday bloke like the rest of us um, what made you sort of just I guess come into the limelight I mean you started doing a lot of Facebook live videos and before you know it people are sharing it all around the place and following everything you do man like what's what's the go how come you're um you, you've got this massive following all of a sudden 
Um, I believe that, you know, see, one of the biggest things I have that I've always worked with within my life has been integrity, right? Um, and when I saw what was happening with the world and what we were being told and what the government was asking people to do and how there was a lot of, you know, very apparent lies to the whole narrative, I said, someone needs to say something, mate. This is not, you know, this isn't what people think it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the more the news would express their point of view, the more facts they put out there from the mainstream, the more it would make you question the narrative. And um, I just said, well, you know what? I'm not going to go another day and not speak up about this. Someone needs to start warning people that serious stuff's going on, you know. And um, when I was a kid, when I was about 12 years old, my dad told me about, you know, um, something called the prophecy of St. John. And he told me about, you know, people being microchipped. And he told me, um, you know, don't you ever get one of those things in your body? And, you know, when I was 12 years old, I'm like, okay, dad, like seriously, you know, <laughs> but then, you know, you, you're 12 years old and now I'm, you know, 37 and all this stuff's happened 25 years later. Everything they're ta he's talking about is coming to fruition. And, um, you know, people see this just, just a virus. And I saw it as a lot more than that. And, um, you know, that's what made me speak up. And I started doing videos. I did one video and, you know, it had like a thousand views or something. And then something in me, I said, what can I do? I'm just one man. And then something in me said, just keep doing videos and people will listen. So I did. And I just kept doing video after video after video. And then, you know, the views grew from 1,000 to 3,000 to 4,000. You know, and now, you know, I had a video I did not too long ago alive. I was just sitting on a rock in Epping and it had 65,000 views in two days, <laughs> you know. And um, so, yeah, there has been uh, quite a large following. But yeah, how did it all start? It was due to the fact that I believe that people should, um, you know, conduct themselves with integrity. And I believe I have a very strong belief that the government, the healthcare industry, um, not, not all the workers, the people at the top running everything, and the media are all in bed together and, you know, they're not working out of integrity at the moment and they are lying to the people. Yeah, I, so, think you've, uh, I think you've nailed nail on the head right there, mate. You've you, you said it exactly how it is. They, they have zero integrity and it takes someone with, with just a shred of integrity. I mean, not saying you've got a shred of integrity. You've got, you seem to be, um, you're very passionate too. Like that's the thing that comes across in these videos. You, 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 it's not just, you're not just making a video for the sake of making a video. You're there because you feel so much about what you're saying and it's got such conviction behind it. Um, I mean, for it's, it's quite, it's almost hypnotic watching you do these videos, mate. And um, everything you say, I'm pretty much, um, one of the last ones I saw, I haven't seen it in the last day or so, but I think I saw one not too long ago, maybe Friday, where you put up uh, a video talking about how there was a man uh, who was uh, accosted by the police because he wasn't wearing a face mask and he was an asthma, um, you know, he had asthma, and yet he was yeah. thrown to the ground and all that sort of stuff. And then you you came out and you were like, here's the law, here's the rules, like this is what you are supposed to act by, you're not doing it, and you, you call these guys out on this, you basically, and you're like, you know, there are good police, I understand that, and then, you know what I mean, like it was a really good video, and I, I was um, yeah. I was very impressed with that, for the fact mainly that you um, you backed it up, like you've got all the information there, you're like, here's the here's the, the rule, the statute, whatever it was, like you had all that there ready to go, and that resonates with people, so what you're doing the way you do it um, as well, the way you come across in these videos, it resonates with a lot of people because it's that you've got that passion and you're not just, you know, you're not just sitting there quietly talking and, you know, making a few good points. You're, you're 
you know, really in, the, you're in people's faces, mate. But I love it. And it's working. <laughs> mate, with 60 bones, odd mate. thousand views for videos, mate, it's sensational. Keep doing it, mate. Like you're on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, look, I used to teach security, yeah? I, oh, okay. I used to teach security up until March when I was, say, in, in May, on the, on the 6th of May, I was suspended pending an investigation because I was speaking out against the media and I was speaking against the, um, the measures of the police, how they were treating people. And I said, you're there to serve the people. When did you forget you're there to serve the people? Right? Beating, you know, nine cops surrounding a guy in a pram to harass him and his family who are across the road from a protest. You're not there to serve the people. You're there to push an agenda of fear. And if anyone, you know, tries to get in front of the authorities and what they're doing, they get made an example of. Mm. You know, and that's how I knew when I did that video. I used to, I know Crimes Act 1958, Section 458, back to front, left to right, because I used to teach powers of arrest every single month to my students. Uh I'd do a 17 day security course and I would teach them Section 459, Section 458 of the Victorian Crimes Act, 462, you know, 461. I'd teach them these things because that was my job. So, and I used to teach use of force and I'd teach use of force. I would actually talk policemen under the table in my classrooms because they would challenge me on use of force. Just because you're a copper doesn't mean you know use of force better than I do. I know that section back to front, left to right, upside down. Don't challenge me on it mm. because I know it left, I know it back to front. The thing, but the thing is though, Fenos, look, there's, there's, there's people out there, there's cops out there that are literally abusing that aren't they? Like they're doing this every day, especially with regards to people protesting and standing up for their rights. Um, you know, basically saying, I'm, I don't want to wear a mask. You know, you can't make me, you can't make me do this because it's not a law. It's just a rule you've come up with. And, you know, and, and these cops are saying, well, the hell with that. And they're throwing people to the ground. They're arresting people. But I kind of want to know what's happening on the, on the flip side of that. I mean, are these people then suing the police? Are they suing that police officer? Are they, are they you know, taking any action whatsoever? Or, or are they just taking on the chin and then going, okay, yes, sir, Mr. Officer? You know, like what's, what have you seen? On, have, you, have, you, have you come across any stories of people shared with you about um, what's happened after the, after the fact, basically? Let me ask you a question, guys. Has any person in the rich parts of Melbourne been harassed by police? Not that I've Have seen. Have you had any reports come out of anywhere other than the northern or western suburbs or, or, you know, the far southeast? Have you heard anything come out of Paran or Aspendale or Chelsea or, Ch- or any of these places where they've got million-dollar houses? Do you, do, you, have you ever, do you ever hear police getting harassed in those areas? No. You know why? Because if a police officer was stupid enough to harass someone in those areas, that person would lose their house, their job. They would be held accountable because those people have money to take them to court. Mm. Yeah? So that's what it comes down to. Eh? It's All basically... these people getting harassed, if you don't have money for legal representation, how are you going to go after these people? Who's going to be your voice? That's why I did the video on Friday. I said, where is our voice? How come we don't have a voice in the matter? Why are we allowed to just get the shit kicked out of us and it can be like Nazi Germany 2.0? You know, Mm. you you can't say that you're there to uphold the law, but you're breaking your very laws that you have to work by in order to enforce the law. Yeah? When Mm. you go and throw someone on the ground for a summary offence... A summary offence is a parking ticket, man. <laughs> a summary offence is walking across the road when there's a red light. It's a summary offence. A summary offence is going 10 k's over the speed limit. 
That's a summary offence. When have you heard people getting the shit kicked out of them for summary summary offences? Mm. Never, right? Up until now, why haven't police been hurting people for summary offences? Because it's not an indictable offence, right? And even section 458 subsection 3 says that whether the reason continues or not, the officer must let them go without any other power other than the power in that in section 458 subsection 3 if it's not being an indictable offence because they don't need to ensure the attendance, the, the attendance before a court or competent jurisdiction. And because of that, they have to let them go. But they're not. So so this includes, this, this really does include saying no to wearing a face mask, yeah? So if you're walking around and a cop stops you and you say... You just you literally even if you don't want to say that it's because you got asthma, maybe you just say because I don't want to wear one. What are you saying that um, you know they can't write you? They can or can't write you a ticket, or they can or well, can't they arrest can you for that? Ticket, yep. But you know they can't assault you and yeah, they can't put you in cuffs and take you to the station. Yeah. Doing, yeah, it it doesn't matter what you say to them as long as you're respectful, right? It doesn't matter as long as and the only reason you take the ticket is if you're entering into a contract with them, right? See, what people don't know about all this stuff and what I learned when I read a book, I read, a, read, a, read something called Justinian Deception, we've been under Roman law since ancient Rome. We're still under Roman rule. Everything that we get that's written in um, uh, full capital letters, right, it's, it's, it's something called glossa. Glossa is something that goes against the grammatical rules of English, goes against the grammatical rules of, rules of Latin, and, and, and neither exists in neither English nor Latin. It's a fake language called dog Latin. And everything like our our penalty notices, um, everything to do with our contracts. You know how you always see it's, it's all in capital letters yeah, correct. and they're describing things? Describing something in all capital letters goes against the grammatical rules of English and Latin. It's something called dog Latin. It, you're only susceptible to the conditions within that writing when you agree to the contract. So we're getting down to the, um, that's more of that, that, that's that whole straw man, you know, maritime law yeah. commercial law sort of thing so they're 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 addressing the the person they're not addressing the um flesh they're, and blood human yeah. being yeah that's that yeah and we'll, we'll probably be doing um some more shows on that in the future on on this podcast as well because that's a very deep subject and it has many many rabbit holes to go down on that one there correct yeah, I'm, I'm i'm very familiar with all that sort of terminology and where it all stems from as well and i've, I've i haven't read that what you've read but i've read similar things to say that yes, you're right. It is. It is all based on on Roman law, and um, which is all basically commercial and admiralty law and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's based on death. The whole system is based on you being dead. Yeah. You being a dead entity. And, well, you... and when the police speak to you as a person, you're a dead entity. Person yeah. means in in Latin, person means persona. Persona is mask. So you're wearing the the mask of the dead person that you've taken that you've taken possession of. Right, without even knowing it, and you're carrying around that dead person everywhere you go. Yeah, that's right. And that's that's who they do business with. The corporate entity does business with the corporate entity. The dead entity does business with the dead entity. So, with regards to the masks, they can they can say they can ask you why you're not wearing one, right? But really, if you really wanted to, mate, at the end of the day, they can fine you, but you can just refuse to enter into a contract with them, and that's it. They shouldn't be able to put their hands on you. It's a summary offence. Full stop. Mm. So where do we go from here? Well, let's let's talk about what you've seen uh, happening down. Because like I said, we mentioned just before we uh, started recording the show that you are in the hotspot 
Melbourne is the hotspot. We've been, we've, Ethan and I have been writing articles yeah. and putting, publishing articles about what's going on down there in Melbourne. Uh, I mean, if folks who are listening want to head over to realnewsaustralia.com, there was a, an article I put up uh, a couple of weeks ago called Incentivizing COVID-19, a Victorian success story, how they're basically paying people who are getting positive and also now an addendum to that, they're actually paying people $300 to get tested down there. Um, and then I published one just the other day, First Melbourne, now all of Victoria to suffer mask mandates and more, which was um, in regards to a, uh, a statement that Premier... Um, Daniel Andrews, uh, or should I say, Comrade Daniel Andrews, the the communist leader down there, um, has put <laughs> <laughs> has put out a statement, and basically the statement read that as of eleven fifty nine p.m. on Sunday, so today, as of eleven fifty nine p.m., uh, face coverings will be mandatory whenever you leave the home and wherever you live, right in in Victoria. Um, and there was another one on Friday night, just gone eleven fifty nine p.m. that night, um, and in the local government areas of Colac, uh, Greater Geelong, Surf Coast, Moorabool, Golden Plains, Borough of Queenscliff, you're no longer able to visit people or have visitors at home. I mean, so it's really totalitarian down there. Like up here in Queensland, we will talk about a little bit because a few things are happening right here in my backyard just recently. We'll get to that a little bit later on the podcast. But down there in Melbourne, we're seeing, you know, not we're not seeing fatal oh, sorry mortality rates climb like minimal like ridiculously low still um but we're seeing case numbers going through the roof we know why because they're ramping up the testing but you're there let's let's just hear from from Fanos. you're down there man what's first of all just take us to get uh like when you walk out the front door in your house and you're experiencing life in your in your little local area wherever you are down there like what's it like first of all what's that feeling of of just being around people in public first of all Look, when I walk out of my driveway, I don't notice anything because the kid, the kids are sitting there still playing basketball in their driveway, not wearing masks. They really don't care. Good. Right? Um, and, you know, well, they don't have to, but, you know, the older kids, are, they're, they're just doing, doing their thing. It's when I go to the shopping center and I walk around there and everyone's got masks on. And I went and got a haircut today. I went and got my beard done. And I was the only one who didn't have a mask in there, man. I'm walking around and everyone was just looking. Like Scott, like you're like you're a sideshow freak, you know. And I was thinking, if you're so afraid of me not having a mask on, then you really don't have faith in the thing that you've been mandated to wear in the first place. That thing's meant to provide you with with some sort of protection, right? So why are you worrying if I don't have one on? Yeah. Mm. If you've all got one on, the virus still isn't going to spread according to you. So what are you worried about? It's it's right? the same it's the same debate as the vaccine debate. I don't know if you've heard the same. Yeah. yeah it's 100%. literally the same debate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if your vaccine works, then you're protected from me, who I don't have. I'm not I'm not going to have the vaccine. But if you've got the vaccine, then under your particular yes. beliefs, you're protected. Same thing with the mask. Yeah, I agree. I did. I did that. I did a video. Yeah, it was on the Friday before the one where I lost my. Um, you know what about the cops? <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Um, I did. I did a video where I said, "Look, you know, common sense. If you know, why are you wearing a mask if you don't believe it gives you any benefit? If you're so afraid of me standing next to you without one, it begs the question as to why you'd believe why you'd be wearing something you believe has no benefit towards you, yeah. and then defending the fact you have to wear it. It either protects you or if it doesn't." If it protects you, great. Shut up and let me go about my business. If it doesn't, then why are you wearing it in the first place? Right? And the same thing goes with the, with the vaccine. It was the same argument. It's like if it's going to protect you from dying and you believe I'm an idiot for not wearing it, 
you believe I'm an idiot for not getting a vaccine. So what's it going to matter if I go, there would just be one less idiot on the planet that didn't believe that vaccines were going to help him. True? <laughs> exactly. That... Yeah. So you win, you win either way. So what are you worried about? You know, and it just, it's just common sense. It just makes no sense what they're asking people to do. And the measures don't make sense. You know, you can't, Look, the whole mask thing, right? Let's, let's just talk about this for a sec. You can't have the premier, a medical expert, and the media four months ago say that using a mask would be a waste of a mask. That's what Jet Dan Andrews said. The media said that, you know, using masks that are needed for the healthcare workers would be negligent. And a medical expert got on and said from the World Health Organization that the use of a mask is not required and it should only be used in three certain circumstances. Then four months later, the media got on and said not wearing a mask would be negligent. Dan Andrews got on and said not wearing a mask would be negligent. And a medical expert said that masks do have a benefit and all of them should be worn. So when were they full of shit? Four months ago when they said it? And they lied to us back then about how we were safe without them? Or are they full of shit now, four months later, when they told us to wear them and not wearing them would be negligent? When were they lying? Because both times they had a, they had the expert, they had the premier, and they had um, the media telling us. Yep. Now True? we've we, we've seen examples of this constantly, Thanos, with regards to this whole coronavirus hoax bullshit thing that's happening right now. We, and we've 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 called it out many times on this podcast. We've, we're almost thinking about renaming the podcast to the coronavirus podcast because I mean we've just covered it so much. Um, but Ethan. What what terminology from the movie uh, from the book 1984 does that remind you of when when you hear exactly what Thanos just described, Ethan? What what's that? What's the terminology? It's Orwellian double think. Double think. Absolutely, yes. it's the new speak of of the 21st century. I mean, you're down in Victoria. Every time you see Premier Dan Andrews on TV, what's the slogan behind him? It's yeah. something along the lines of. Um, staying apart keeps us together you know <laughs> yeah. complete opposites it's yeah it is you see, orwellian you see throughout the entire narrative general just mm. this orwellian uh double think language that's going on yeah yeah and that's why i just wanted you to, to just to shout that out because i mean you we, we great, see it Ethan. yeah we see it that's exactly what it is and um yeah, it's just this orwellian double think i mean the the hypocrisy is is not only maddening it's it's almost sickening and just like you said Fanos, they've they've told us months ago that all those things you said that masks basically masks are bad don't wear them now it's masks are good and you're you're you know causing the the spread of coronavirus if you don't wear it it's like oh my god like you you can't backflip all like this and then and then when you say to people you know, you told us months ago not to do it, and then people. Then this is what this is the next avenue I wanted to go down is that the people who don't, you know, maybe they're, they're your detractors, they don't follow you, they don't like you, or and, and vice. Same with us. They're out there defending this terminology. They're out there defending this this way of thinking and this in the this system. You know what I mean? Like when when you start saying, "But you told us months ago not to wear masks, and now you're telling us to wear masks." Like what changed? And then the people get on and they start you know making comments going. You know, they didn't do that or, that, you know, that's that's not true or we've always said masks are good. And it's like, well, then you start posting examples and then, you know, they either go away or they just, like, it's just ridiculous. The amount of flack that we're copying. Uh, and I wanted to just quickly throw to Andy, um, Fanos, because I wanted you to hear some of these examples, right? So, Andy, up here uh, in Logan, and, and we'll go over that just a minute. 
actually might as well just tell you about it now. So up here, I don't know if you've heard on the news or whatever, Fenos, but in Queensland, there were some people that, there was two girls apparently, and I don't believe this story for a second, but this is the official story. Two girls came from, um, I think, Melbourne. Um, they went to work at a, at a, uh, a, I think it's like a Catholic school, which is like, a, at, I don't know, two kilometers from where I live, went to a few shops and a few things around the place here. And, and then they went and got tested and found out they were positive, right? That's, that's the official story that's happened up here. And then it was, and obviously then the media somehow found out about this. I don't know how, but they somehow found out about it. And um, now they've, they've just, you know, slapped on a bunch of cautions and restrictions and, um, it's just gotten crazy right here in my own backyard. Like it, it, we, we, we were almost, you know, we we're sort of starting to come out of this thing, right? So Andy's then sort of gone online and in his local community group on, on social media, trying to basically wake people up and, you know, share some information and stuff. Andy, just tell us the reaction that you had, mate. Tell Fennus what happened. Well, it's similar. It's similar to being on the street. What Fennus was describing, you know, when he went to get a haircut. But, you know, like, it's just like the amount of putrid hate, venom coming out of people Mm. and people um, private messaging me saying, I really want to kill you. I wish you'd give me your address. I want to come around. Well, I want to have this out. Let's fight. Let's go for it. (laughs) Just, and you know, like when I'm talking to people, it's in the most passive manner. Honestly, I never swear or, you know, get aggressive. Respectful. I'm always like that, hey, and always have been mm. like, I'm just saying, like, you know, this is this is a pandemic. Look it up. You know, look it up, all of this sort of thing. This is just the flu. This is just a strain of the flu, the same as we had in 2019, 2018, every 2017, year. every year. In fact, in fact, health authorities should be cheering about what's happening this year because the death rate, according to the mainstream statistics, is a lot lower than it has been in previous years. So what are we doing? What's going on? Why are we shutting down everyone's businesses here? And and just those simple comments that I announced to my local people on social media, man, it just erupts in absolute, like, putrid venom from my my neighbours, basically. So, Mm. you know, I was saying this to... To general the other day I said I've had enough of these people man like I've just the people are just sleepwalking off a cliff and when I when I heard too that they're lining up for three hours in my local clinic just down the road there to get a damn COVID test just so, just to make sure because of these two girls that apparently came from Victoria and didn't go into isolation for long enough Man, I was just like, I was just looking at these people and thinking, like, I'm living in the twilight zone. They are absolutely nuts. Seriously. And they call us uneducated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the dumb ones, hey? Like, seriously. They call, us, they call us uneducated because we don't believe what the media just told me. So mm. you're telling me two girls, you're telling me a virus is here for 20 weeks, right? Yeah. And Queensland didn't have any considerable, you know, um, outbreaks, right? And then... All of a sudden, two girls come from Victoria into Queensland. They brought the virus with them, and now Queensland needs to get is going to need to go into lockdown. And you're telling me that I'm the uneducated one, (laughs) and I'm I'm the gullible one. Yeah, and I'm the conspiracy theorist. Yeah, it's it's laughable. It really is laughable if it wasn't so sad at the same time because 
you just can't you can't make this stuff up you know what i mean and like i said i don't even believe this story for a minute because a if you're too if if say say you like to put yourselves in these girls if these girls are even actually real to begin with but say you're that you're these two girls you come up from melbourne and you start I don't even know why they were down there in the first place if they're up here working. Like, maybe they went for holidays or family. Who knows? Whatever. But if they went to the trouble of sneaking back across and, you know, not getting checked at the border and blah, 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 which was apparently the story, why, why would they then go and get tested in the first place? Like, why would you even risk it? Why would you... Because then you're going to get smashed if you get tested. So then they go and get tested and, of course, comes back positive um, and then all hell breaks. So somehow then the media gets hold of, oh, oh there's two positive tests from these two girls. Like... Since when is your medical, like, you know, information then now public? You know, like, you've had test results. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I don't believe it for a second. I think it's all hype and it's just fake. I absolutely don't believe it for a second. But the the repercussions of it, unfortunately, are 100% real. That's the thing that's that's troubling about this. The things that happen as a result of these these this fake shit that happens is real. Um, here's another yeah. example, lads. My my um, fanas, my my son plays rugby league up here, and I, I coach and stuff as well. And we were supposed to have a game today, um, Andy. I even told you, Andy, we had a game. It was all changed, and they changed the time. And um, yeah. but because I'm I'm closest, to, our club is closest to the area where this happened. Mm-hmm. The teams that we were supposed to play against pulled out. Um, and then another club went, oh, we'll still play you. So we, we arranged another game and it was all set for today. And then the QRL as in the Queensland Rugby League and the Brisbane Rugby League came down. So it came down from on high and they said, all games are cancelled for, for this area. So no Logan games got played today in our Logan area, which is like the, just yeah. south of Brisbane. Uh, all the Brisbane areas were still allowed to play in their leagues, but um, all the Logan teams got cancelled. For like literally for no reason because two girls somewhere might have spread something around you know what I mean like my son he was so looking forward to it but it got cancelled late last night and it was just ridiculous so um, this is the you know what I don't get about this stuff uh, Andy um, I'm speaking to Andy right oh, I'm Lee Andy's speaking to all you're speaking to oh, all of us yeah, yeah. <laughs> just 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 say a name it's all good <laughs> Lee. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to say your names, guys, but um, I don't think I caught them all properly. When That's, we came all right. on. <laughs> That's all right. That's um, all right. So you know what I don't get about all this? Um, the the fact that people don't look at, you know, this is meant to be highly contagious, man. Don't come to me at week 20 and then say that, you know, this was um, now it's starting to spread. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. You had 20 weeks for this thing to spread and now all of a sudden you're going to turn around and tell me that now we need to lock down everything now we need to wear masks now there's the second wave yeah. you know i did a video about um exposing one of the uh one of the guys who spoke on channel seven did you guys see that where we did a expose on the guy armored oh i i shared that yeah. i think maybe that came from you i did share that because yes. Um, yeah, what was his deal? Explain us just um, for the so listeners out there. He was uh, he was a guy who had apparently been in uh, Royal Melbourne Hospital. Two days later, he's out looking healthy as anything after containing after you know contracting the world's deadliest virus <laughs> at the moment, right? And he's all good speaking on the on the news, and he sounded so scripted with what he was saying. Like he said stuff like, "I felt the full brunt of the COVID nineteen virus." Mm. That's what he said. During an interview. Who says that? <laughs> Some dude from the suburbs says, I felt the full brunt of the COVID-19 virus, right? So a couple of guys did some digging and they found his Instagram profile, right? 
He's got 1,400 followers on Instagram, and he's gone and taken private jets to Canberra, rubbed shoulders with Bill Shorten. He's sat at the Royalty as well. Waiting for, the, waiting for the speaker to come out. He's mm. got photos with Peter Hitchner from Channel 9. The very lady that um, interviewed him actually followed him on Twitter, and she followed him back on Twitter, right? This guy is sitting there flying private jets to Canberra all over his Instagram, yeah? And he's he supposedly was a COVID-19 survivor, right? What was funny about his profile was we went and had a look at his profile a week and a half, a couple of weeks later, and all of his pictures were all gone off his profile mm-hmm. on Instagram. So if you're not hiding anything, why are you deleting it all? Yeah, exactly. And then we had the second, the second one that Dan Andrews had... Um, uh, apparently she was a, a singer who'd been in, in hospital with COVID, right? They've got her on Facebook singing at the top of her lungs while she's got COVID. <laughs> oh, she goes, oh, I've got COVID at the moment, but this goes out to Dan Andrews. So obviously, you know, they've asked her to do a job and she's thought, let me get my 15 seconds of fame here. Yeah, right? exactly. And let me show everyone how good of a singer I am now that the spotlight's on me. Well, it backfired, you foolish female because you know if you can sing with a virus that has to do with severe pneumonia you obviously haven't looked into the symptoms that has to do with pneumonia one of them is you know really hard time breathing Mm. you're not going to not only be singing you're going to barely be talking yep you know and she she came out and said this is a pma Public service, public. So she goes. This is a PSA, a yep. public service announcement. I go. Who the hell speaks like that, man? At least go and get a proper person who's going to sit there and talk like an average, you know, person who's just contracted the virus. Yeah. Where are you getting all these script reading um, robots? But the thing is, though, that's 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 the whole point, isn't it, Fanos? Is that they can't find the the average person who's caught COVID because there is no average person that's caught COVID. It's just it's not happening. People aren't getting sick. You know what I mean? They're getting the flu or they're getting pneumonia and other things. Yeah, they're not going to go and find an average person to do this. They're going to find these paid shills and trolls and, you know, um, all these these people who are literally just fake and getting paid to do it. You know, like you just pointed out with this Ahmed dude or his, um, if that was his name, sorry, I can't remember. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that too. And you're like, he's he's got something to do with like um, young local government leaders or something too. Like that's, Yeah, he's, he, he's, a, he's a youth activist. That's it, yeah. He's an African youth activist, yeah. right? But he's gone and he's taken a private jet to Canberra, for God's <laughs> sake. He's rubbed shoulders with politicians. He's got photos with all different news and media. He's was, been on Channel 7 News two or three times. He was shaking hands with one of the British royals when they came over too, wasn't he? Like Harry or something? Or Yeah, I think he was shaking hands with Prince Edward. Yeah, that's one, something like that. I knew it was one of the royals, but yeah, I saw that too. Just crazy. Yeah, and, and these are the people they put up in front of us to say, oh, look, I got COVID, oh, it's serious, and just trying to sell that narrative to the public. But the thing is, though, Fanos, the public believe it, and that they need people like yourself out there who have got a you know, a good little platform now to keep calling, you know, I call bullshit and then say why and explain it to people because otherwise they're just not believing it, mate. You know what I mean? We've got to keep calling bullshit on all this stuff. You have to, mate. Like, if you've got the, if you've got a virus that brought the world to its knees, <laughs> why would you need to go and look for it door to door? Yeah, people exactly. should be dropping in their houses and being carted to the hospitals in ambulances everywhere. Yeah, it's just you not don't happening. Need, why do you need to go line up to get a test? Why? Because you can spread it if you don't have symptoms. So for what? Ten weeks, people were spreading the virus without symptoms. 
and then other people were catching it and not having symptoms. So the virus obviously wasn't that deadly. Yeah. Or people weren't spreading it when they were asymptomatic. Which one was it? Yeah. And this is why, like, boys, and I'll, I'll get your thoughts on this, Ethan and, and Andy as well. Uh, and then I'll come to you last on on the on your opinion, Fanos, because I wanted to just bring this yeah. up. Right, I, my belief is that you know we hear a lot of talk, especially in the beginning. Oh, this was engineered. It was a bioweapon. It's a man-made virus. Blah blah blah. In my opinion, right, is that if it is, then it's the most pathetic version of whatever they've created to, ever, because it's not killing anyone. It's there. There is yeah. no fucking COVID. You know, vi- uh, SARS-CoV two, whatever. It's. It's not doing anything. It's the worst bioweapon ever created in history, if it was one. That's my opinion on it, right? Ethan, what's your thoughts on that particular uh, version of events there? I mean, you, do, you don't believe it's a bioweapon or, or it will create in a lab, yeah? Uh, no. And, um, you know, we've, we've spoken about this before, General. From the very beginning, we were one of the few news platforms, you know, TOTT News, Real News Australia. There was a select group of us that were calling it just a hoax from the start. Correct. And, you know, we, in, in a sense, from a, a little bit of the crowd, we copped a lot of flack because there was a big, oh, it's a bioweapon attack crowd. You know, there was a lot of people saying that it was to, you know, bring down the economy and start a war and all this type of stuff. And we stuck with it, you know, and, and over time, as, mm. as, as Fenos has said, where are all the sick people? If, if this is a pandemic, if this is a once in a generation you know, flu virus that has erupted, where are all the dead people and the sick people? You're just not seeing it. And over time, as this evidence has come out, I think more people are starting to come around to the fact that it seems like this is just engineered propaganda altogether. Yeah. Nobody died, nobody got hurt, period. And if it's not, as you said, General, I completely agree, then someone messed up in the New World Order lab because... Uh, this is probably the the weakest bioengineered <laughs> virus that you could ever do. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I agree on that sense, mate. Andy, what's what's your take? I'll just and then I'll come to Fanos afterwards. You heard what I had to say. You've heard what Ethan had to say. Just I just wanted to get your take on. It. I mean, uh, I know you've heard people like Dr. Batar and a few others saying that it is engineered and that things in the lab, blah blah blah. But I mean, to me, it's it's useless. What's your take on it, Andy? Yeah, look, I think we're past those days now. Uh, you know, look, I think probably in a lab there is there is a problem with it. I I think I really think this we're in a test. We're still actually in a test phase, even though it's like August and we're a long way down the road. I think we're in a mind compliant test phase. I think it's a media induced war on people's mind, and uh, and 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 there's lots of mind altering stuff coming through people's television sets as well that's still going on and basically it's we're in we're in some big huge mind fuck if you like of of not for better words but like we're still in like a how can i say it's like we're still they're still gathering data on all of us and seeing how far that they can push us with the media with police with politics and everything like that and i tell you what we're really really losing the battle here because if they can do this if they can do something that is so so much nonsense and just basically like run this whole program on a just basically a strain of the flu 
and then roll out all of these Orwellian controls and stuff like that, like that's, that's going, and engage all of the media agencies and basically change people's minds like they've done, then anything is possible from mm. this point. And they've got all of the data, they've got everything in place that they need. They've basically had three months to change people's personalities, and it only takes three months to actually alter a human's um you know psychology and and their and their patterns and they've done it they've they've basically set us all up for the next phase and god only knows only knows what that is so yeah I, i'm I, i'm thinking the the actual virus and and whatever's going the sickness is, is just a nothing and it's all the mon- the mind altering stuff that's going on cool all right so fairness oh, thanks andy now again, so you've heard what we've had to say. Now you do you would you concur with that that it's definitely not like your thoughts? No, it can't be some sort of bioengineer weapon because where are the sick people? Like, do you agree with that sort of assessment? I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you my um, perspective on that. When I first looked at all this year, um, you know, when it first started, I believed there was a bio weapon, um, and because of the fact, so that... so you sort of fell for that kind of hype in, to begin with. No, nah, no, nah, believe it or not, I never used to watch the news. So right. when all this happened, I wasn't watching the news, right? And because I don't like negativity. So I wasn't around the news at all. And I was sitting there with my students. And um, they said they're going to start possibly doing restrictions here. So I had a look at the um, the, the government website. Um, and it, I looked at the travel bans. And the four countries that had j- travel bans was um, uh, South Korea, um, Italy, China, and Iran. And I thought, man... <laughs> Three of those countries are countries that the US wasn't really, um, you know, having good terms with, right? And I had a look at the map, and there were these massive hotspots, and all the countries surrounding them had nothing. Like, you know, China at that stage had, um, I don't know what it was, 80,000 80, infections or something, or, mm. or I think it was less. Whatever, whatever right? the number was, but, yeah. Yeah, but the countries surrounding China had nothing. Exactly. Like, India had nothing. Bangladesh had nothing. I'm like, this is a, a virus. It's meant to transfer from person to person. But Iran had 9,000 cases, but Saudi Arabia had 25, you know, mm. um, Iraq had, you know, 40, right? Really no numbers. I'm like, why are all these hotspots? And that's what originally, um, you know, spru- uh, you know, caught my interest. And Italy was the same. Italy had 11,000 cases, but the countries surrounding Italy had nothing, like absolutely nothing. And um, then I, I created the page. And when I created the, the, the group, I started getting a lot of I, – I started noticing Facebook censoring a lot of the content. And you know what Facebook was censoring like going out of fashion? Anything to do with 5G, have anything having anything to do with coronavirus was being wiped. Like I mean a meme. Yep. We noticed that too, yeah. Yeah, wiped. Like wiped and saying violation of community standards. But a pedophile page was able to stay open. Yeah. Um, but don't talk about 5G, right? So – it, it really uh, got me interested in 5G. So I started looking and I started researching. And the more I looked for proof it had nothing to do with, with that type of the technology, the more I was um, thrown into this belief that that had more to do with it than what they were letting on. And the reason I believe that the media tries so much at discounting anything to do with that technology, having anything to do with people getting sick, is because... If that's proven, that means the media is lying about vaccinations, the media is lying about social distancing, the government's lying about social distancing, the government's lying about masks, 
right? Everything becomes like a giant conspiracy, right? Like on a global scale. So when I did my research, you, you'll, go, you'll find this interesting, guys. In How long does the podcast go for, by the way? As long so as it needs to. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you'll find this very interesting, right? So when I did, I started researching into um, radio waves. Um, firstly, let's talk about that hydroxychloroquine, right? Remember that, the miracle drug that everyone's yep. talking about? Yep, yep. Four months ago, I did a post that got fact-checked by factcheck.org. Yeah, right? And what happened was, remember how the doctors were having so much luck with hydroxychloroquine? Mm -hmm. Well, something in me said, and this was when I had a suspicion that this had something to do with radiation poisoning, right? Or radiation-induced sickness. I said, something in me said, check if hydroxychloroquine is used for radiation. Hydroxychloroquine gets used alongside zinc. They had studies that they used it alongside zinc for people going through radiotherapy, right? Because hydroxychloroquine is something called an autophagy inhibitor, yeah? So I said, really? So this could have something to do with radiation. So I had a look at all the symptoms that have to do with COVID. Now, I, I used radiation exposure to the brain, the eyes, the lungs, and overall radiation exposure to the body and the system um, as a, a reference point for all of the um, the uh, symptoms of COVID. Mm -hmm. And I went looking to see if every single symptom was there. Every single symptom that has to do with COVID had to do with um, radiation um, exposure, like every single one. Even ground glass opacities, they're called, that were found in the 70% of the um, scans they did on the lungs of all the Italians. Yeah. Right? Wasn't it the Chinese too? Didn't they find that stuff in them too? Yes, ground glass opacities. You yeah. know what else you get ground glass opacities from? Radiation-induced pneumonia, right? So then I had a look at the timelines with regards to that technology, and I had a look why Wuhan was so sick. Do you know how many base stations were in Wuhan by the end of the year? Oh, there was like hundreds of 10, them, wasn't there? Thousand. Oh, okay, there you go. Do you know how many towers there are in Melbourne at the moment, structures? Well, Ethan might know. <laughs> I think I think I checked, last time I checked, I think there was no more than 300 sites, right? Because when they set up Wuhan, you know what they were doing in Wuhan at the end of the year? They were simulating a fully autonomous freeway with 5G technology. 28 kilometers of fully autonomous freeway with smart city. Right, mm -hmm. so they had autonomous buses and autonomous cars, mm -hmm. and they were even calling out to all and a motor, motor, um, like vehicle manufacturers around the world that they could come and test their self driving cars in Wuhan. Right now, all of that technology got turned on at the same time people got sick. So, I had a look, at, I had a look at those numbers. I go, what if radio waves have something to do with people getting sick? So, I had a look at um, the EMF exposure, Spanish flu. You know the Spanish flu was in 1919, right? That was when they just started using radar and stuff, wasn't it? Or That's when the American military... You know the first people that got sick with the Spanish flu had nothing to do with the Spain, right? It was no, a throw-off. Right. Yep. It was, it was originally uh, discovered at a military base in Kansas, I believe. Right? Who was the first person to contract the Spanish flu? They were an American military operative. So the American military were the first ones to, con to contract it. Well, in 1919 was the first time they used radio for a military application across the world. So the same time they introduced the 1919 
um, they were using those radio waves. We had the Spanish flu. Now, by 2020, radio was commercially available around the globe, right? Mm. So I'm like, okay, well, that's one coincidence. Let's keep going. When 1G came out, they had a major influenza outbreak. When 2G came out, they had another influenza outbreak, but it wasn't as big. When 3G came out, you know what also had happened in 2003? Was it swine flu? SARS. SARS, okay. SARS outbreak was the exact same time where they changed the technology to 3G. 4G, 2009. 2009, swine flu. Yep. MIRS, 2014. Saudi Arabia introduces 4G into Saudi Arabia in 2014. Yeah, then they get the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. That's right. That's the one, MIRS. 2020, 2019. 5G's turned on in the first place in the world. 2020, coronavirus. Then you look at the Melbourne stats. Look at Melbourne. Up until May, we had piss all infections and we had hardly any deaths, right? 5G gets turned on on 30th of May. Six weeks later, we have nursing homes dropping dropping like flies everywhere. So all that time, no one was catching it. And now yeah. all of a sudden, it decided to ramp itself up and the media gets on and talks about a second wave of the coronavirus conveniently as they're about to turn on the technology. One other interesting fact you'll, you'll, you'll learn about, you know the um, our R-Panzer that, that yep. regulates yep. the radio in our country? Yep, yep, yep. Did you know that our Panzer works alongside something called the ICNIRP, uh, which is the International Commission for um, International Commission for Non-Ionizing Radiation? Yep. Right, it's a commission. They set the guidelines that our Panzer works under. UN. You know the te- you know what guidelines yeah. they work out from a study that was done in 1998, and they still work under those same guidelines. Of that study. Yeah, for now, the, the really old about, technology from 20-odd years ago, yeah. Yeah, the interesting thing about that study is they only ever t- they only ever did the study with conclusive results for short-term exposure only. Yeah, on a six-foot-tall uh, male or something like that. Yeah, yeah. so we, we're, we're, we're stuck under these radio waves 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, yet... The, techno- the, the, the testing and the guidelines that have been set are for short term and the guidelines have only been set for changes in skin temperature, not carcinogens, not anything happening on the inside of the body. And they said that the test for um, anything to do with long-term exposure, there was a belief that the, it, could, it could be carcinogenic, but it was inconclusive. Yeah, that's right. They only test for yeah um, skin temperature increases there. Yeah, so you know when you look at all that, do I believe that there's a virus? I, I I believe that the flu's going around and people getting sick and dying from it, like every other year. But there are people getting sick from other things out there. But look, that's just my belief. Mm. But because I've put so many pieces of the puzzle together, that's why I believe like that. Yeah, to me, right. to me, that definitely needs more ex- um, exploration. And and I I don't I will not discount anything you just said there because I mean. There is definitely a correlation between all those things you spoke about in in the past that has happened with regards to certain particular outbreaks and stuff. And we know for a fact that, I mean, John Rappaport has talked about this as well on his shows and in the the articles that he writes over at uh, No More Fake News. And um, John has basically 
said that you know whenever there's sort of some sort of new um, or an, an outbreak or a bunch of people dying somewhere for whatever reason the people like the groups like the CDC will come in and they have a specific um, department within the CDC which are like virus hunters so what they'll do is they'll send these people out to a particular area and they'll and their job is to basically to ignore everything else that might be happening around them in the in the environment and toxic um, with regards to toxins and all that sort of stuff and environmental exposures etc etc their job is literally to go in and find a virus so they go in and, and do everything they can to try and come up with a virus to say oh yep we found it this is what's doing it we found a new virus here it is and it's basically the similar, similar sort of thing that happened with this whole coronavirus and um, swine flu was a big one for that particular reason um, you know they didn't look at swine flu came about um, from one of the re, one of the um, pig farms i think that they had there and if you anyone who went and saw this pig farm apparently and they've done reports on it that if you went and saw where the the where they were housing these these pigs in this massive farm the um the sewage pits and things all around them creating such a toxic environment for these pigs and they started you know dying of, of whatever disease that had come about because of the the all of the the environment around them was so toxic to them and yet cdc came in and went oh no we found a virus these 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 swine were dying from a virus it's now it's now um the people who worked at the farm are now getting sick because it's passed on to them but they didn't look at the conditions that they were working in and all sorts of stuff and it's the same sort of thing that's happening yeah. um with what you just mentioned you know they, they come in and they try and they say oh no, no it's it's SARS-CoV-2 it's MERS it's SARS-CoV-1 or whatever you know what I mean like they come up with a virus to say here's here's the big bad wolf that, that's doing it don't don't look at the elephant in the room which could have been like I said the toxic environment around them the EMF exposure around them don't look at that stuff that's not what it is we found this microscopic tiny you know thing you need a um electron microscope to see that's what's killing everyone that's what's doing all the damage but um again like we've discussed before where are all the dead people where are all the sick people it's just not happening yeah you know what i mean yeah you're right people some people could they're still getting the flu they're still getting pneumonia blah 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 maybe that's being caused from something else maybe that's being caused from emf exposure and so forth and uh, a toxic environment you know what i mean they're not looking at that you won't if you won't look you won't find that's that's we don't know how many we don't know how many people have died of pneumonia last year. You know what I mean? No one knows these figures because they were never expressed. So, you, see, people say, you know, we've had it. We've had a very. You don't know how many people were dying last year of pneumonia. You don't know how many people last year were dying of other medical-related things, and what the death toll was, right? Because people died. It was just something that would happen. It was just part of life. Correct. And you're not going to televise every time someone died. Correct. This year, though, whether someone had cancer, you know, I spoke to people. I've had people message me saying, you know, their grandfather was um, terminally ill in hospital, palliative care. He's died. And they put COVID on the death certificate. Yep, yep. That's, that, that's like being in a, in a river, heading for a waterfall. The waterfall is going to kill you no matter what. But you're going to say, I died because of the hole in my boat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> died because of a hole in my boat. No, you died because you went over the waterfall, mate. And that's exactly what they're trying to do um, with this virus. And the the more they go and attack people like myself, yourselves, or whatever else, the more it shows that why are you giving us so much airtime? Because you're trying to discredit us. Why? Because we're onto something. Actually, let's you talk about that, Fanos. Let's let, let's talk about how you 
even made it onto 60 minutes let's let's talk a little bit about that first of all if you could how did that how did that come about um so this guy gary um he took him three weeks actually for three weeks i said no i think three times or three or four times i said no to him and then when i when i the last time i said no i put down the phone and I said, you know what? They're going to talk shit about you no matter what happens. So you might as well go on and at least have a say. <laughs> yeah, that's what. So after I've said no to him, I've, I've, after I've messaged him no the last time, I rang him five minutes later. I said, no, nah, I'm going to do it. And um, yeah, I ended up on on the show. Um, they came and filmed me in my house. Funny thing was, when that went to air, I looked like one of the only ones who was really sane. The doctor, Jesus Christ, mate, get a toothbrush. <laughs> and you know, iron your shirt, bro. You know. Yeah. And it makes and you the, wonder where they pull these people out from, eh? Yeah. And the so-called professional on don't you love how they get a professional on human behavior? Who looks like she's never interacted with anyone in her life. Oh, Ethan can talk about that. The experts—they roll out the experts, don't they, Ethan? Yes, mate. They're, they've got to bring the priests in of the uh, the new scientific cult of our our time to to let you know that uh, you should only trust their words and, yeah, and not the alternative. Don't trust Thanos because he's he makes sense. Trust trust <laughs> trust the white lab coat scientisms. You know, mm, <laughs> trust trust the health professionals that don't look healthy at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I look. I even tell people when they listen to my work. I go. Don't trust me. Don't trust your government. Do your own research. Because I don't it. want them to listen to me. I just don't want them to listen to what they're saying. I want them to go and look it up for themselves. Mm. You know? Um, so, yeah, they got me on the show. Um, took me into a room in Melbourne, up in one of the flashy hotels there. Did the interview. They didn't really use much of my stuff, man. They interviewed me for an hour and a half. If you want the full interview, the full interview is on my, on my um, YouTube channel. Mm. Um, and you'll hear some of the questions they asked me. And um, because I, you know, they tried to get me to say that vaccines are safe. And I said, no, I go, I'm not going to say. She goes, why can't you say? I go, because you can't say vaccines are safe. There's too many variables, mate. Not every vaccine is the same as every other vaccine. You know, like in my eyes, a vaccine for hep B is very different to getting the COVID shot. Yeah. Mm. Like, <laughs> look at the difference. One's been around for seven months. You don't even know if it's real. Yeah, exactly. You don't even know if it's real and you want me to stick myself with a needle with it. So, um, yeah, it was uh, pretty interesting getting uh, interviewed by 60 Minutes. And then when it ended up on TV, I didn't know that they were going to try and paint me like a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> well, that's uh, what they do. They just cherry pick little bits of things and then shape the interview in the editing process uh, to, to, to basically give the impression to the, to the greater public of the impression that they want you to have rather than uh, the real impression of the person yeah, in the actual interview. So whenever you do that sort of stuff, it's always good to have a camera rolling on your end as well. So you can, I mean, Pete Evans did the same thing. He went all, yeah, you can interview me, but I'm going to record the interview and release it on my own terms as well. So people can see what actually happened yeah. rather than the edited version. You know what I mean? And they were very two different versions. They were very, very two different versions. They made him look like an absolute nut. And um, whereas his his um, interview, when they release it, you can see the whole thing and it, it just looks like he normally does and all of his other things that he puts out. So yeah, they did yeah. this. Yeah, that's what I mean. So if it ever, if it ever comes up again, um, even if you don't tell them, even if you just record it on the sly and just release it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'll do a GoPro, GoPro camera or something. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. you regret going on? No. No, because, um, you know, it didn't matter what they were... You, you know what? We're at the stage of our lives that so many people have lost faith in the media 
that it doesn't matter what they put out about me. Um, people just know about me. Yeah. You know, and I've had so many yeah. people go, I'm so glad I saw that interview or I'm so glad I saw that news report about you. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known about you. Yeah. You know, so if anything, they're probably the ones that have helped me. You know, I've, I've gone in three months to have 13,000 followers, almost 14,000 followers, you know. Yeah, I mean. And having a YouTube YouTube channel with, you know, three and a half thousand followers. And- Fanos, Ethan and I have been doing this for over eight years ourselves. And, you know, I mean, like I've only just hit the, the benchmark of 8,000 likes on my page, on my Facebook page um, for the Real News Australia Facebook page. And, you know, we write and we've got subscribers and all that sort of stuff. And I mean, you seem to have achieved in about three months what we sort of been trying to do for quite a lot of time. So well done for that. Um, it was a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> you, all I'm trying to say, though, is, is use it to the best of your ability, mate. Like, um, yeah, and I, I know you will and I know you are. And it's really good to see. Uh, but just yeah, keep it going, man. Like um, you're reaching a lot of people, but try and um, at the very least, man. If you can also, I mean, I'm not trying to say push people our way, but I want you to at least when you when you come across other other outlets that are doing the right thing, like we are, feel free to you know to to mention us, to mention oh, Tot News, and you know what I mean, like because it's only going to help. It's only going to help um, our little community and the and the groups that we work amongst to reach more people as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, so course. I was just going to say, don't don't feel that you can't say anything. Like we want you to sort of, you know, uh, even if you come across a good article of mine or of Ethan's, or you know, if you've got a comment on it, you know, like um, when you've got that kind of reach, man, it really helps everyone uh, in in this position. So um, that's all I wanted to say about that in particular thing, boys. Uh, we we'll get we're getting towards the end of the the interview, but I just wanted to, uh, Ethan, have you got anything you wanted to ask um, Fanos uh, for this particular? Podcast? Yeah, so I'll jump in with a question Please. here, General. Obviously, you've had a chat about a lot of things, um, so there's a lot of information has, has come out. It's good to connect with you, Fanos. Um, mate, I yeah, wanted you to too, just... Guys. Yeah, thanks mate. thanks, mate. I just wanted to pick your brain, mate. Um, I know we're strapped for time here, so I'll pick, I'll pick one of the things you were talking about. Just at the beginning there, where you were talking about the legal process and the law and the police, which you're obviously very well-versed in, mate. Can you tell us about uh, your protest experience? I just want to pick your brain about what that was like. So obviously you were at the Melbourne lockdown protest. You were giving a speech. And then for those who are out there that aren't familiar, mate, can you explain what yeah. happened to you on that day and, and just give us an idea of, of what the feel was like on that day, mate? Well, look, the overall um, like attendance and the overall vibe of the crowd was fantastic. You know, Everyone was really upbeat and happy and positive and you know everyone was just there to spread spread the love and have a good time and you know speak their mind about what was going on there wasn't really any hate and then the police when they arrived you know they were they had them there like militants you know like military waiting you know not really bothering with their social distancing and all the other, and they were just trying to intimidate people yeah and um i'd finished my first thing i was saying and, you know, I had quite success with what I'd said with that and I'd went away and then I noticed the crowd was getting very unsettled um, and, you know, people were starting to become a little bit aggravated and I decided to get back on the mic. And um, when I went on the second time, I was, you know, speaking of the fact that, you know, police should, you know, let's let's respect what the police are trying to do and, you know, um, at the end of the day, they're just trying to do their job. Um, and what happened was um, while I was reading... I decided that I noticed one guy was reading a verse um, 
out of the Bible, and then that that you know that spark piqued my interest because all of this was because of you know verses a verse out of Revelation about the microchip, mm-hmm. and I said, you know what, let's I'm going to talk about this, right? So I got back on the mic, and as I was reading out of the verse of Revelation, whether you you know whether you're a believer of God or not, right? Um, our our laws are built on Christian values, just in case someone doesn't know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything goes back to the King James Bible, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I was reading a verse out of uh, Revelation. I was getting ready to read about the mark of the beast. And uh, before I was able to finish, you know, rich or poor, free or bond, mark of the beast, as soon as I said it, they came and grabbed me. And they took me away. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they they slammed Craig Cole's head into the ground, another um, fellow guy uh, from the, you know, um, we we do not consent for we are young and free Facebook page. but the I'd never been to a protest before, yeah. So it was a very interesting thing, and I didn't know what to expect. So I didn't know the police were going to be coming after me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and when they grabbed me and chucked me in the divvy van, now everyone saw me getting carried away, and like, oh, that's a psyop. He was. I said, I'm not going to fight. There's eight police officers there, mate. I'm not going to get charged for assault because I try and hit one of them. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go with it. And they, I knew if I relaxed, they were going to ease off because if they kicked the shit out of me, if I was really relaxed then it would have shown you know they're working outside of their powers mm. yeah mm. so when they were carrying me away they put me straight in the divot they didn't put my cuffs on me because i wasn't struggling you know i said look man i respect what you guys are doing and but you're on the wrong side with this one this is what i was saying that to him as i was getting carried away mm. um yeah so and it was that's what really um you know sort of catapulted me into a different type of um yeah to be honest after well yeah, that's that's definitely, yeah, mate. Well, that's definitely when I become aware of you, obviously seeing that front and center on the news. And I'm glad you brought it up, mate, because that was one of the most telling parts of the whole video that I was watching. So obviously you saw everything on the mainstream media. But when I watched the actual video of you giving this speech, it um, it was very profound that they come in at that moment, at that very moment where you were reading out about the mark of the beast in the book of Revelation. And yeah. for some of the listeners out there who may be members of TOTTnews.com, you know, I've spoken and done quite a number of analysis over the last few months since this all started tying in what's going on to the book of Revelation and what we describe as the end times and apocalypse, which really yeah. means unveiling, you know, this unveiling, yeah. this global event that's happening. And I thought that it was very telling that at that very moment was when everything sprung into action and the protest went downhill. Did you see some of those those bigger things, mate? Did you think that there was a reason they come in at that time or did you just see it as something just sort of random out of the blue? Because I feel um, that um, there's more than meets the eye with that very call right there. Uh, well, you guys asked me why I started doing all this. Revelation, man. Mm. Mark of the Beast was coming. I could see it, and everything I'm doing is because I know this is, you know, this isn't. This is World War Three right now. We're in World War Three. This is evil versus good, and evil controls everything. And um, you know, I could see when I was there. I, I'd already, you know, that was the reason I started doing all this in the first place. So when I was there, this is why I've been doing all this because, you know, in my eyes, this is all. You know, whether you're religious or not, I'm, you know, I'm a firm believer in God. This is God's army, man. Yeah. And the satanic rules coming over this world. Mm-hmm. And it's been it's been ruling 
but never showed its face. That's why this is called the apocalypse, right? Because this is the unveiling. The, 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 the demonic entities that are running this world are finally unveiling themselves. And when I say demonic entities, I'm saying the satanistic pedophilic, pedophilia scumbags that run the world are finally showing their face and lifting the veil. And but they're in such a position of power right now, they don't care anymore. Mm, yeah, and they will do whatever they want. And I've had people go, "Oh, you need to join this because if we say the oath, then they can't touch you." Mate, these people don't give a shit about oath. They don't care about common law, this and that. They don't care. They are going to get their way, whether you like it or not. The only way they're not going to get their way is if half a million people are standing there as a human presence saying, "We will not be fucked with anymore." Excuse yeah. me. No, you're like that's that's exactly right. And I'm sorry to chime in there, Ethan, but I just wanted to share on um, the Renews Australia Facebook page. Just just recently in Germany, I mean, if you guys have seen this, the German people took to the streets and um, basically on, they they marched on the Brandenburg gates uh, in in Germany there. And there's a, a a big photo taken from the air. Um, the I think it was the Australian news newspaper or someone wrote about it saying that. Oh, more than 20,000 protesters. I can tell you now, you look at that picture, there's probably about, there'd be over 100,000 people in this picture. You know what I mean? They're trying to sort of at least play down the amount of people there. But um, apparently- This is about Belgium? uh, No, there was one in Belgium as well. There was uh, in Serbia, there was a big rally as well with like hundreds of thousands of people. But this one was most recently in in Germany as well. Like people are, they're fed up with this around the world. People are taken to the streets. We've done it here in Australia and there's going to be another one coming up again. Andy, I'll get you to to just recall that date and time for us um, for for the next protest, if you could, mate, shortly. But this is happening again. There's going to be big Freedom Days happening all around the world. Uh, But it's good to see. But uh, And I just, because it's just sort of reiterating your point is that, you know, when they start to see, you know, a million of us standing against them, you know what I mean? Like they, they, we outnumber them so greatly, but uh, we're not showing it. That's the thing. We're we're too busy, too busy here, tar- uh, cowering behind our um, our television screens with our face masks on. You know, not cuddling our kids because we don't want to get, make them sick from something that doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like we've we've just they've put us on our knees for some reason, um, and people need to sort of stand up and 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 do it with you know with in big numbers. Um, because yeah. otherwise we're screwed. <laughs> um, Andy, yeah, do you have that? So true. Andy, do you have that date handy by any chance of the next um, protest? Just, yeah. He's grabbing it now, but yeah, sing it out when you got it. Um, but yeah, so I know what what you, I know exactly what you mean, Fanos, um, and yeah, we're starting to see it. But to to see all these people around the world starting to to you know take to the streets, they've had enough. They've had enough of these stupid lockdowns. They've had enough of our lives being destroyed for. For, for what, you know, for for what, for, for the minimal amount of numbers that, that have died in Australia and, and, and other countries around the world. And we know that they've fucked with the numbers. That's the other thing I wanted to mention too. I mean, you've seen it, of course, you know, the, you, you yep. cannot believe the numbers that we're seeing, not even the case numbers. Forget about the death numbers. You can't even believe the case numbers because, I mean, we know that they're ridiculous as well. I mean, there's people who are I've seen this story many times. There was a father and a son I heard just recently who was, this was in the United States somewhere, they were lined up at a testing place to get tested. They waited for a couple of hours and they didn't get tested. They went, oh, this, this is taking too long. We've got to go. They left. And then he got a letter in the mail like two days later saying, you, we, your test has come back positive. And he's like, I didn't even take the test. 
You know what I mean? So you can't believe these numbers. These numbers are so yeah. fudged. I've heard so many different stories about how even in Australia here, they're fucking with the numbers in, in things like nursing homes and all this sort of stuff. There was a really good post that someone sent me of a conversation that they heard, that they themselves had with um, one of the Victorian health ministry people. They called their, um, how, their um, the old person's home, uh, retirement home, I should say, sorry, where they worked. And they had, they know they had a, they had a positive test result. One, one of their residents was positive. They were in isolation. Um, everyone else, including the staff there, which is about 42 in total, had been tested all negative. It was just one positive case they reckon they had and they were in isolation, right? So the conversation uh, was something along these lines, right? So the, the health department called, oh, how many, how many, um, tests have you done oh we've done 42 tests right how many positive just the one right so that's 42 cases uh no no just just one case but you've, you've that's got what they said to yeah him. yeah that's right but you've got 42 cases like no no we've only got one and they're positive and they're in isolation right but there's 42 people there yeah that's right all right so that's 42 cases and then they call back the next day how many cases do you have today oh just the same just the same one in isolation right and how many people got tested well, we had 40, you know, all 42 of us got tested. Right, so that's another 42 cases. And like, no, 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 there's one. Like, no, no, so that's 42, ca- that's 80, that's 84 now. They're like, what? what? And then, so the owner of that, of that nursing home, of that company called up and said, what, what's going on? Like, you're, you're, you're saying there's all these cases and we've only got one in isolation. And they're like, no, 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 if you, if you say, if you speak out about this, we'll shut you down. And this is what they're getting. This is the flack they're copying from this. And this is the ridiculous fuckery that's going on with these case numbers. It's so mind-blowing that it's... See, it, why would you need to do that? You it, know? Exactly. That's why the big question. Why do you need to fake numbers? Because they need to sell everyone that this thing is real when it's not. There is no fucking virus going around. It's not real. There is nothing happening right now. They're trying to... We've seen this all over. They need case numbers. That's why they're paying people now to get tested. They want case numbers up. They want test positive positive test results up. That's why they incentivized people to get tested and to, to come up with a positive case. Even if you're a close contact, you're getting a handout of that money. When you've got people sitting on their knees because they've got no holiday pay left, they've got no sick pay left, they've lost their jobs, they're literally living on government handouts right now, and you then offer them even more money to get tested and to come back positive, they're going to take that. They need that money. They've got nothing else going on in their lives. They've need, they're, they're, they're ruined. They're going to take that money because they need it. You know what I mean? So hence, of course, Melbourne being the only place in the country where cases are going through the roof. You look at the rest of the country. It's dead quiet. There's nothing going on. It's only happening down there and it's all ridiculous. And what it all comes yeah. back to, and I wanted to know if you've seen this, boys, I'm, Ethan and I sort of talked about this, I think, just recently on his podcast, but um, there was a the World Health Organization um, and I pasted the link just in our um, the chat now for uh, our Skype conversation. But if you click on that, you'll go to the Global Preparedness Monitoring Board, right? This is um, uh, an organization which is out of the World Health Organization as well. And basically what they were saying is that the, the, the 196 countries signed on to, to be a part of this, right? And... If you go through all of these things here, they're basically saying that all, all countries have to build strong systems and all heads of government have to, they got to commit money, they've got to commit resources if there's a, some sort of pandemic arise. And they also go on in this document to talk about how they're going to basically run a, a world, on a world scale, a basically a live 
exercise, a live pandemic drill is what they're saying they're going to do. And that's what they're saying they're doing right now. And then you've got at the beginning of this, a couple of months ago in March, um, and we always look for these slip of the tongues that come out when these in these big events. I mean, yeah, there's a billion of them that happened in 9-11 where there was all these slip of the tongues from these important people. But Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State over in the US there, had a slip of the tongue, right? And he, when he addressed uh, the White House, and he, he basically stated, this is his words, he said, this is not uh, retribution, he goes, this, this matter is going forward. We are in a live exercise, and we're here to get this right. And then when he said that, Trump turned to him, and he looks at him, he says, I wish you would have told us. You know what I mean? So even he had a slip of the tongue because he knows, the Secretary of State there knows that they're signed on to this live drill that's happening. And it's still going on right now. And 196 countries around the world are signed on to this thing. You know, this, is, yeah. this is the level of fuckery that we're dealing with. This is why we're seeing fake numbers. This is why we're seeing fake cases. They, they need to justify the fact that they've locked the world down and ruined everything for all of us. They have to justify that. And this is the way they're justifying it. Um, so there we go. That's the question as to why, doesn't it? Well, uh, exactly. There's uh, you could delve even further into that, but it becomes a little bit more in the lines of speculation. And, um, but that 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 document, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes for people to have a look at, and you can go right through it. Um, but there are particular sections of of note um, that that people can look at, and you'll see it when you read it. You'll be like, "Wow, they really are doing this! Like this literally is a drill, and it's happening right now. They've they've told us they're doing it." Um, but yeah, they've basically controlled, and they've even talked about, I think in that document as well, about how the world and the media are all sort of actually have to go along with it and all that sort of stuff because we're signed onto it. You know, it's just so it's right in your face. Like all the, all the, the, the evidence is there. Um, that's why, that's why I have no fear. I will not put on a mask. I have no fear of catching any of these ridiculous coronavirus things. Like it, it's nothing. You just look after your own health. You'll be fine. You don't need a vaccine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even think we even need this. I mean, this hydroxychloroquine that's out and stuff. I mean, um, Fair enough if they're saying it helps treat all this coronavirus stuff and helps I'll people stop getting sick. But uh, yeah, yeah, feel free to chime in there and, 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 and go for it, mate. That's fine. Go. Yeah, I'll tell you something about the hydroxychloroquine. The reason that um, people are getting better on it is because of what, I've been, what, I, what I was saying about the fact that um, if they're suffering from radiation-induced sickness hydroxychloroquine stops the autophagy that's happening in the lungs, which is causing pneumonia. Yeah, so it's, it's blocking what's going on to them and they're not yeah, feeling it. Yeah, it's an yeah. autophagy inhibitor and, and, yep. and pneumonia has got something to do with your, your, your cells in your lungs attacking each other and secreting fluid, right? That's what pneumonia is, right? So what autophagy inhibitor does is it stops that autophagy happening, which counteracts the pneumonia. And that's why these people were getting better taking it and that's why the people who were having it before they were getting sick weren't getting sick because the radiation wasn't inducing autophagy in their body um but look could all be speculation but well like i said earlier fenos like um they, they go in and they and they look for a virus as the scapegoat to what is actually going on you know like i said it could be toxic poisoning from something it could be emf exposure it could be because 5G has been begun to be rolled out in all these places and people are getting sick from some sort of EMF sickness and yet they need a cover story. Hence, maybe that's why they needed to run this, this, this pandemic drill now because they needed to run the cover story to say, oh, look, there's a virus. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's a cover story for 5G or EMF poisoning. 
Well, that could be what it is. I don't know, but meanwhile, the um, the uh, our government at the moment is passing laws like it's going out of fashion, mm. and and draconian type laws or rules. Laws. <laughs> and well, let's say they're rules because technically nothing's going through royal assent, right? Because they got rid of the. There's no such thing as the Queen of Australia if we're going to go there, but they are passing legislation, so to speak. Let's say legislation like it is going out of fashion and draconian legislation. I don't know how they can. How can they do that? Because they're not even sitting in parliament right now. There is no, like all their representatives, uh, there there hasn't been any parliament sitting. So I don't know how they're passing all these laws, Fanos. You know what I mean? Like they cancelled it. They cancelled parliament, basically. How are they passing everything? Is it just because someone goes, oh, this is a new law and now it's in when no one gets to vote on it? You know what I mean? Like none of your representatives are there to say, yeah, we're for this one. You know what I mean? There is no no count of the hands. It's just going through. (laughs) Let's have a common sense question for a second, right? If there was really a deadly virus, why would politicians want to get into a room together and start making more laws? Wouldn't they just wait till the virus is over? Why wouldn't they just shut up shop, not make any laws at the moment, deal with the pandemic and get life back to normal? But they're not. They're in there and they're making more and more legislation and passing more and more legislation. Right? Mm. That should have stopped. As soon as they created the COVID-19 bill or whatever, that should have been it. They shouldn't be making changes to the ASIO, bill, ASIO um, legislation. Yeah, and all the this powers stuff, and stuff, yeah. Right? Why? You're you're in a virus at the moment. Why are you create? Why are you getting rid of cash right now? Wait, right? We're dealing with a virus. Why are you getting rid of cash right now? Let's wait. Why are you changing all of your um, adding things to the ASIO legislation? Why? We're dealing with a virus right now, right? Why would you guys want to get together if you could be spreading it? Because obviously, while people are looking at the fire over there and the smoke and the fire over there. I am doing stuff over here. Yeah, it's the old, magi- old magician's trick. Watch one hand while the other hand does something else. Yeah. Yeah, and the media is not reporting it because they they get more out of reading uh, reporting about coronavirus than changes in legislation. Because I got news for you: if this ASIO bill had been changed two years ago, right, the media would have had a field day with it. Mm. No one's spoken about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's an all too familiar thing we're seeing lately. Um, well, gentlemen, we might um, wrap up the, the, the show there. And I mean, yep. um, feel free if something else comes up in future, we'll get Fanos on back for a good chat. I really enjoyed having having you on the show, mate. Um, Thanks, guys. Andy, just before we go, though, did you have anything further you wanted to um, to add into the conversation or ask Fanos before he heads off? Oh, my gosh, we could be going on. I know, I know. We, this, <laughs> this could be a four-hour podcast, but I figured we have to wrap it up soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Look, I, I, you know, I think we might leave it for another time. But like, I, I basically, we're obviously on an agreement that the media, the politicians, um, medical, uh, like staff, hospitals, like senior medical people, um, uh, all complicit to this plan, to the pandemic. I mean, where are we going? Like, what's what's the business plan from here? Like where are we? Where are we? Ta- where are we going with this thing? And and I'm just interested in just a very very brief from from Phanos. In August next year, where do you see Australia? Like Ooh, where? Question. Like your good personal question. opinion, where do you see? Where do I see us next year? I see a life that's completely unrecognisable. I see um, police having powers that are beyond belief. I see all the police having uh, semi-automatic rifles. 
military presence. I see people getting taken out of their homes because they supposedly have the next wave of the new virus that the media is going to talk about. I see people get being arrested, um, people not having their rights anymore, like completely obliterated. And I see a lot of people who were deniers of everything that was going on opening their eyes, but it's going to be too late because they've already, um, you know, achieved everything they need to achieve. I see Agenda 21, to be honest. Mm. Oh, interesting. Good question. Uh, Ethan, anything further to add for the to discussion, brother? No, all good, mate. All right. Awesome. Um, Fanos, one thing I just wanted to do, uh, and I'll get the um, the other boys' opinions as well. Um, I got Ethan's opinion on the uh, his podcast just recently. But, mate, when you do hear the uh, the playback for this show, um, I always have uh, some intro music and a bit of outro music as well for the uh, for this show. Um, it's coming up in Season 3. I'm just letting all the listeners know um, I've got a few options um, for the next song. I'm going to sort of leave it to them to decide which, which music they want to hear in the intro and outro for, for their favorite podcast, the General Knowledge Podcast. Um, now these are the options feel free to add another one if you've got one but I wanted to get your take on it and Andy I'll get yours as well these are the three I've thrown up Green Day Minority Birds of Tokyo's Empire or Foo Fighters The Pretender which one of those would you choose or if you've got another one feel free to add one for your option which one asking me yeah man which one do you like (laughs) I don't know any of them oh you don't know any of those (laughs) All right, tell you what, I'll I'll put some links in this, and you can listen to them after. I didn't know the titles. <laughs> All right, Andy, have you do any do you? What about your take, man? Uh, any any pick for any of those three? Uh, definitely the Fooies, General. You're in the Fooies. All right, cool. I'll tell you what, Fanos, I'll just put this in the this in the show notes because I sent this out to my members, um, so you can have a quick look, and you'll see you'll see which ones I've um, I've included in this one here for for folks. There's actually some YouTube links in there, so you can listen to the songs. Um, I'll just put that in the Skype chat now. Uh, so have a listen to that after, and feel free to just drop a message back on Skype, mate, for your for your vote. <laughs> just trying to get as many opinions as I can. I'll just say the Foo Fighters, mate. Was it the Foo Fighters, the Pretender? Yeah, that one there. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. I like the Pretender part. Yeah, it's a good. That. All right, awesome, cool. That was Ethan's pick hey. as well. Same with Andy's. Look at that. All three of us agreeing there. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll that'll wrap up this one uh, for the show, folks. Um, just want to let everyone out there know again. Yeah, we're doing the show's doing really well. We're just about to hit twenty four thousand downloads for the for the podcast. That's so going really well. Season three coming up soon. Lots more content for all of our uh, listeners as well, and hopefully everyone can jump on board with the Patreon as well once season three kicks off to support the extra content and get more of their favorite podcast. Thanks again to Fanos Panieri for um, sorry Panieris for um, joining us. Panieris, that's the that's the celebration, isn't it? Um, yeah, thanks, Fanos, for uh, for joining us, and we'd love to have you back on uh, some other time on uh, the General Knowledge Podcast, man. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me, and sorry I hadn't gotten back to you sooner. Not a problem, mate. Thanks again. See you. Uh, so- See you, boys. See you, guys. See you guys.